0: And then try to reframe it as such a gift that this post or this story or this thing that came across your feed was a guidepost to what you really want in life. And then you put your blinders on. Welcome to the Chelsea Pearson Podcast. I'm Chelsea, a wife, mom of two toddlers, a life and business coach, a network marketing professional with over a decade of experience in social sales and personal growth, and a long-form girl living in an Instagram story world. I am not going to limit myself to 140 characters any longer. So run, drive, work, clean your house, organize your closet. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. I look forward to this now. More than you realize, I, I just feel like I found my place and I'm so, I'm so detached from the vanity metrics, like the downloads or the subscription. At, at this point, I'd, I re- really sincerely am not focused on where this goes or how this grows. What I'm focused on is teaching you guys the stuff that matters and is meaningful and is going to slow and steady episode by episode change the way that you operate in your life and your business, how you talk to yourself, how you show up for your family or your partner, this kind of stuff. It, it doesn't feel like effort. It doesn't feel like work. I take it seriously. I'm trying to be just open and playful and curious and non-judgmental of myself, but I'm also getting to a place where I don't want to phone in an episode and I don't want to deliver anything other than 100% gladiator in the arena, my best, because the one thing that we can't get more of is time on earth. And I want this time together to be something that lifts you up. So that's that. But this morning you know, I I have a one-year-old and I have a three-year-old. And Rob, every single morning, this is so unbelievable. Like, I honestly, it's it's pinched me, especially because I'm waking up in the morning when this happens. And like, I've got fuzzy eyes and, you know, sleep hasn't always been perfect the night before because we're still figuring out cribs and toddler beds and routine and the boys are in the same room. So there's lots of interruptions. But he wakes up and lets the dogs out and he's an early riser and he falls asleep before me. Um, But he wakes me up with a cup of coffee and he's taken the time to know exactly how I like it and exactly how many tablespoons of Italian sweet creamer, (laughs) coffee mate, or Italian sweet cream coffee mate and collagen, That I like in my coffee and I know that's not great for me, but it is the last bad thing to go I know there's some sort of a seed oil in there that I don't want to know about. So Please I ask that you refrain from telling me because I know and i'm working on it um (laughs) But he brings it into me and it's just one way that I feel honored and that he can love me and that makes me want to love and honor him and be there for him in a way that matters to him. All right. That was sappy and sweet, but that's really something that every single morning like blows my mind. And it's such a small thing, but it's also such a huge thing. So if you're in a relationship or you um, have someone special in your life, I would consider thinking about what that thing is for them and asking them because a cup of coffee, I mean, I don't want flowers. I don't want diamonds. I don't want anything like fancy. I just want a cup of coffee in bed delivered to me by my husband in the morning, and that is that is priceless to me. But onto today's conversation, I have my phone right right there on my dresser, and I check it often. I sometimes will listen to like white noise or meditations before I go to sleep. So I'm not at that place where my phone is out of my room because I know that's the ideal way to do things. So again, working on the coffee mate, working on the phone in my room. And I'm usually really great about being focused with the kids. But Rob ran out with the kids early this morning to go to preschool and to the gym and I was drinking my coffee, so I opened up my phone and I woke up and I started to scroll. Now, I know I'm not the only one. And I also know I'm not the only one who is very negatively impacted by being sucked into the scroll and the algorithm and the newsfeed. And you're just like, your finger hurts or your thumb hurts and time flies by and you're eyes start to get strained and you're like, what is this? I'm addicted to it. The dopamine hits. The It's literally the best and the worst, right? And it reminded me of the movie back, I think it's in the 90s. So for those of you guys who are even younger than me, even younger, oh my gosh, I'm 30, almost 34, and I feel like I'm, I think I'm 18, for those of you guys under 34, you may not remember this movie, but it's called What Women Want. And it had um, Helen Hunt and Mel Gibson in the movie. I wasn't old enough, I think, to see the movie. It was like rated R and I maybe it was like 12 or 13 when it came out. So I remember seeing the trailer, never seen the movie. But what was so crazy about the concept of this movie was that Mel Gibson could hear Um, what women were thinking. I don't know if he got hit in the head or if there was a genie or something, but he could hear what women wanted and were thinking in their head. And that concept just stuck with me, especially as a teenage girl, because I wanted to belong. I wanted to do whatever it took to get that boy's attention or to belong to that group and feel like I'm good enough. And I, I know you know the feeling. And I remember thinking to myself how cool it would be if I could think, if I could hear and I could know what other people are thinking. So I could, now I hear this in retrospect, be the ultimate people pleaser, right? I could just be everything that everyone wanted. And then I'd finally feel like I was enough or that I was, I belonged or um, I was wanted, I was accepted. And, you know, what is this? That's now. Two decades later, we know what people are thinking. <laughs> we know. We know, Karen. What's what's the male Karen? I don't know. We know. I don't know what the male Karen is, but everybody's got a take. And I think what's interesting when we consider all the hot takes that we see when we wake up and we scroll or we fall asleep and we scroll is first... It's a very small percentage of the actual population is actually posting content. And then an even smaller percentage of the population has those really, really extreme opinionated, inflammatory takes and opinions. And as someone who literally lived on the internet for a decade, and thank God, I was almost like, I really do believe that this awful pregnancy that I had with my second son having hyperemesis gravidarum, which is like a coma, um, an extreme, extreme sickness for seven months, it forced me to unplug. And I realized that like the world, because I work from home and I work out from home and I not living in my hometown or my home state, I connected with everyone through the lens of online and social media. And I was building an opinion of the way things were based on what I was seeing in my feed. And I know that when it comes to parenting and business and social issues and politics and um, all different elements of life as we know it, what we see on social media is a small percentage of a small percentage of the way that society actually works. And The gift in not being connected, being forced to disconnect is that one, I had like some major withdrawals and this eye-opening revelation that I didn't have a strong enough self-concept or set of beliefs and opinions that wasn't tethered to the approval of my clients and my team and my followers. And it wasn't something that I set out to become. It was this natural thing that just happened. Like all of a sudden, you know, the, the analogy of the, the frog in the pot of boiling water, like he's going to swim in there as you start to slowly increase the temperature and not even realize, um, at some point that it's boiling. And I think a lot of us in many areas of our life are noticing our dependence on social media and how it's impacting the way that we think and the way that we perceive other people and what we believe is happening around us and what is good enough and what is the standard and what is what everyone thinks. And the good news is it's not that way. Of course, when you go out into the real world and touch grass, there are so many different people with different opinions and different, you know, opinions they keep to themselves, first and foremost, everyone has a set of beliefs and we don't wanna hear what everyone thinks all the time. But there's also a lot more grace and a lot more authenticity and humanity, believe it or not, (laughs) in the real world. So what I started to do it, after coming back from this like long extended period of disconnection from social media, was I realized that I need to develop beliefs for myself, and that thirteen year old who saw that m- movie trailer for What Women Want and w- thought to herself, "Oh my gosh, I'd love to, I'd love to know what other people are thinking, so I can be what they need me to be." I needed to heal that part of myself that was a chronic people pleaser. So much of a people pleaser that I was a fish in water. And if you were to ask me, you know, or tell me the, the water tanks dirty, I'd go, what is water? Because I didn't know any different than people pleasing. So I just wanna challenge you guys this week to notice what you're thinking when you're scrolling, because I run a social media-based business. I, You've probably found me. Well, I, you definitely found me because of your phone. And just like, I've said this before, just like alcohol or power or money, social media is a magnifier of what is. And it is a tool that either we can use or a tool that uses us. And as I set out to show up on social media and show up on the internet, I am very intentional about protecting my brain. And then as a parent, I'm especially aware of the impact that it's having on me and my thoughts. And I want to equip myself and equip you to be able to be an autonomous person who can consume social and the scroll and not let it consume you. So I want to ask you this question. The next time that you scroll, I want you to start observing what you're consuming and just notice when it starts to feel inspiring, uplifting, energizing, all those higher vibration emotions. And when you're starting to feel frustrated Judgmental, insecure, FOMO, all that lower vibration, emotion. And the first step in mastering or improving anything is just noticing what is. We want to take a baseline and really understand how external stimuli is affecting the way that we feel, the thoughts that we're having, the things that we do. Are you going to consume something and say to yourself, I'm gonna do that to my bathroom and I'm gonna get organized, let's go. This inspired me to take my environment to the next level. Or is it making you say to yourself, wow, my life sucks, I'm not doing it good enough, I don't have any friends, my house doesn't look like that, my body doesn't look like that, I must be doing something wrong. I say those sentences so easily because I get in that place myself. I notice that about myself. The thing that has allowed me to come back to social media with such peace and detachment while also really intentionally Showing up in a way to contribute and hopefully make a positive impact on the people who stumble upon my content is really being aware of how things make me feel. Something that made a huge impact in my business when I got back up and running was that I wasn't going to over consume or overeat content until I actually took action on it. I actually just did a presentation on this today with some of my peers. And because there are so many good podcasts, again, I'm going to be the girl who's like, don't listen to so many podcasts. But I mean this because I have your best interest at heart. I want to serve you. I don't want my downloads to go up. If something strikes you, on a reel or a TikTok or a podcast that encourages you to take a positive action in your life toward the things that you wanna accomplish, whether it's a technical strategy, it's something you can implement with your business or your meal plan or your house. It's something fun that you see that you wanna do and then you go do it. Those kind of things are really, really fun to consume. You save them for later. You add it to your Pinterest board. You use whatever app that you're using and capture that content like a to-do list. That inspired me to be more. That inspired me to go out into the world. That inspired me to text that person or pursue a relationship like that with friends or with family or with people that I have disconnected from. That's good. That's really good. If you consistently consume and then do, your life is going to be unrecognizable a year from now. Honestly, a week from now. I took the same approach in my business and saw myself over-consuming motivation calls and strategy calls and learning how to be organized and different techniques for my marketing and my sales and my delivery and my social media and I was just consuming, 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 and not seeing a meaningful shift. I knew all the things. I know I should do that. I know I wanna do that, but I'm not actually doing it. So I made a pact with myself that I wasn't going to move forward until and consume another episode or another training or another course until I used up and I implemented what I had just learned. Now, That's an incredible commitment and decision that you get to decide when it comes to your job, personal growth, fun stuff on social media. I mean, even like I think about all the outfits I save or recipes I save. You have so many healthy recipes in your saved folder. You have so many things that you've pinned that you know you want to try but haven't. And our brains get caught in the more, 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 more when The meaningful stuff happens when we take what we already have and we do something with it and then we decide this was a hit, this was a miss. But then at least we can take the hit and add that to the quality of our life and to our arsenal or to who we're becoming and how we're developing our skills in our personal life or in our professional life. And then we can leave the misses, but we're growing a little bit. When I start, um, the people that I mentor in their business, usually they have no entrepreneurial experience at all. Network marketing is a beautiful gateway into owning your own business because the product is already developed. And just like affiliate marketing, you're sharing something where the customer service, the development, the order fulfillment, the compensation plan, all of that's done for you. And so it's really this, I mean, it was the gateway for me I don't believe that I would be an entrepreneur if I didn't have that ease of confidence and ease into learning how to operate my own business because it just seemed so scary and so intimidating. But as I teach people who are getting started with their businesses, I love to use the analogy of climbing a ladder. With your right hand, consider that motion up the ladder to the next rung as learning. And then as you use your left hand to move up that next rung, consider that implementation. If you wanna get up that ladder, unless you are that crazy kid in gym class or you're a gymnast or a strong man, it's gonna be really hard to climb that ladder if you're just learning and learning and learning and learning and only using your right hand to propel yourself from rung to rung to rung. What you need is that left hand to implement. The best way to climb a ladder is to use your right, use your left, use your right, use your left. And that cadence, that back and forth of I consume content and then I do something. I consume content and then I do something. That is how I became the professional that I am today and skilled in the areas that I'm still absolutely developing myself, but it was incremental learning and doing that got me up that ladder. The exact same parallel can be drawn when it comes to the recipes you're saving, right? You are saving all of those recipes on YouTube Shorts or Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok because... You want to either make something delicious and create an amazing experience for yourself or your family for the comfort or the variety and the challenge, or you're looking to maybe switch to a vegan or a high-protein diet or become more healthy in your life by pinning the recipes. It's not actually gonna make the change. It's just like, you know, our business, the business that I work in is workout programs. You you can watch all the programs that you want, but if you don't do the exercises and actually complete the workouts, nothing's gonna happen. I caught myself just consuming, consuming, consuming all the takes, all the opinions, and sort of building this Frankenstein of like what the world is like and getting addicted to finding new stuff, but not doing anything with it. And so the first transformation that I had was really limiting my consumption. The second thing that really helped my relationship with social media was asking myself when I stumbled across a really hot take. I'm very susceptible to black and white thinking. All good moms do this. All good business owners do that. You are a bad this or good this, right way. Like All those extremes, my brain, and I think all of us as humans, but especially as an Enneagram six, I'm always afraid that I'm not doing it right. So when there's so many opinions and thoughts and hot takes, if I start to feel like very overwhelmed by what I'm consuming and it's not... In alignment of what i think and what i've experienced and what my instincts are i usually separate myself from that content and i ask myself what do i think what do i believe what do i know and this isn't about putting yourself in a vacuum or an echo chamber not challenging or stretching the Your worldview or the way that you see other people and want to honor and learn about their experiences. But instead, it really allows you when you start to say, like, whoa, am I doing it wrong? Or like, is that the way that we're all supposed to do it? Or maybe I'm just projecting the way that I am susceptible to those things. But by pausing, limiting such strong opinions and really getting to know my. Instincts on the topic based on what my wisdom tells me allowed me to build a belief system of my own that was not tethered to other people's opinions and other people's beliefs. And then it allowed me to really get anchored in what my truth looks like and then confidently be able to then engage in discussions or consume things that did challenge the way that I think without feeling like I have to be 100% tethered to argue with somebody or see something as black and white or totally shift the way that I do things, I could live in the land of and. I could embrace the beauty of a spectrum of opinions and experiences. And my gosh, my nervous system and the way that I relate to other people and relate to myself softened and allowed me to see the humanity in other people, the humanity in myself, and exist online in a less insane, intense way. Now the final source of transformation for me, when I saw something that someone else was doing that was in my industry, or an old friend, maybe someone who had something on the outside that I wanted that I didn't have. The way that I handled that jealousy or that intense emotion was by asking myself, if I did not have access to that information, would I care? Do I not want her to have that? Or is it that I want that thing myself? Do I really care that someone is doing something differently than me or holds a different opinion than me or is having more success than me or more growth? Or is that simply just a distraction because I noticed it? And can I limit that and then get back to doing what I love? I've always had an easier time at seeing the success of other people and acknowledging that when I feel jealousy, it's a sign that i want what they have versus feel like it's something that i can't accomplish myself that has been really powerful for me and an incredible tool that i think you can use as well when you start to feel triggered or jealous or just like why am i feeling this way about this person that i love this doesn't this doesn't make sense i would consider examining Am I feeling this way because she has what I want? And then try to reframe it as such a gift that this post or this story or this thing that came across your feed was a guidepost to what you really want in life. And then you put your blinders on and you mute their account or you unfollow them and you get to work on the goal versus beating yourself up, giving negative energy toward someone else who probably has no idea that you're consuming their content or deciding that it's just not a healthy person or a piece of content for you to consume. For me, one of the healthiest things that I've done is limit the content that I consume. Just limit it. Like I said, consume Then execute. Save it for later, skip the feed. Pin it and then make it happen. Post and ghost. Turn down the volume of everyone else and all their feelings and their opinions and their experiences. We're not built as humans to know all the things that all the people are thinking. And I believe that as as a society, we are going to adjust. I have to believe that. I have to hope optimistically that the pendulum is going to swing. And as we have conversations like this, we can start to have a perspective and teach our kids and future generations a perspective where social media is something, it's not everything it's a tool but it's not something that uses us instead we learn how to use it ourselves something very tactical that works really well for me because i work on facebook there's a plugin that you can use it's a i use google chrome and there's an add-on called newsfeed eradicator so when I'm working specifically in my messages with my clients and in the groups where I'm coaching, it completely blocks the feed. So there's no opportunity to scroll. And one of my business partners and friends who's also a life coach and has an incredible podcast called Harmony in the Home, um, Kelly Hutchison, she gave me this piece of advice, which is brilliant. If you can't stop automatically checking your phone or going back to TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, delete the app. Even just for the evening, if you're working, if you want it bad enough, you'll download it again and you'll put in your Apple password or whatever iOS, or not, I guess it's not iOS, whatever phone that you use, Android users. I don't know how Androids work, but give, give yourself a step in between an automatic open the app and scroll. And when you quiet down the noise and you start to build your own belief in what you think and what you want and what you need, you start listening to those emotional cues that maybe you ignored or you never even noticed when you start to feel bad or sad or jealous or frustrated or behind and you start to recalibrate your feed and your focus to the things that make you want to be a better person and grow, take action, set goals, you can start to use social media to your benefit. You can start to develop a belief system and an instinct toward what you think that can cold water next to all the opinions of all the people. So don't beat yourself up if you're addicted because it's literally designed for us to become addicted. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. If you decide you need to delete an app, deactivate an account, unfollow a person, that doesn't have to be permanent. It can be a season, it can be for a reason, but you are in total control. And as I've experienced, when you turn down the volume on what everyone else thinks, when you notice your emotional response to what other people are doing and leverage that as a guide toward what you want and what you need to create in your life, and your business, in the connection that you have with other people, the growth that you're pursuing, this crazy thing that can suck away our time, the most important commodity that we have, you get your power back. You start to realize that what you think and what you want and what you do and what you believe matters more than what anyone else thinks. And you get to know yourself and please yourself. I think back to that movie, What Women Want, and how badly I wanted to know what other people thought so that I could make them happy, make them proud, make them love me. And now, I've learned to listen to what I think and to hold that in the same regard as the opinions of the ethereal, general, out there, other people. And I like me and I love me and I'm proud of me and my goal is to please me, not as a narcissist or an egomaniac or a selfish person, but as someone who has an identity that can withstand other people's opinions and other people's beliefs and other people's decisions and thoughts about how I live my life. and I lead my family, and I show up here. It gives me the armor that I need to take the best things about social and leave the rest. So I hope this helped you guys today. It has been a work in progress. If you can just take one of these things, start to notice, start to ask yourself, start to apply, or maybe you just want to ask your partner, If it's okay, if they would consider making coffee for you and bringing it to you in bed, or better yet, being that person who is considerate and asks your partner what you can do for them, I think we can have better mornings. And I think we can fall asleep better at night, get better rest and be better people on the other side of a night's sleep because social media doesn't have us in its stronghold any longer. Thank you for spending your time with me today on this episode of the Chelsea Pearson podcast. I can't wait to hear what made an impact or what you want to hear next. You can let me know on Instagram or in your internet browser at chelseapearson.co. DroptheM.coms are overrated anyway. And you'll find so many more ways to learn, links to explore, and ways to work together. And if you could take a moment and share this with a friend who needs to hear this message or leave a rating and review it would mean the world. Check out the show notes for everything mentioned in this episode today and have a great day. You are enough. You are loved. You are just getting started. Life only gets better from here.